come to you and tell you to surrender, first thing they tell you, raise up your hands. To show you ain't got nothing. Now, if you want what you got be taken away, you got to raise up your hands. Come on, y'all. Somebody know the Lord. Raise up your hands. Let me, let me tell you what the Word of God says. He says, if you raise your hand and bless the Lord, he'll bless you out of sight.
have it, say amen. 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 If you don't have it, say wait a minute. Hold up. Okay. (laughs) Psalm 3. We're going to look at the first four verses, all right? We're going to concentrate on those first four verses. And I'll read, y'all can follow along. It says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help from him in God, Selah. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, neighbor, neighbor, it ain't as bad as it seems. Hallelujah. Uh, God is good. That's all right. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, we thank you, Father, for this opportunity and privilege, Father, to be in your presence. And Father, we just ask, Lord, that you will make us all on one accord, that we may hear and experience the same things, Father. I pray, Lord, that you will use me. I'm your instrument today. You can play through me, Father. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. It ain't as bad as it seems. This, that's right, that's right. It ain't as bad as it seems. Now, if we take a look at this song, we first have to understand what a psalm is. And if you look at the definition when you get a chance, a psalm is a song. It's a song or a poem that is used in worship. That's what a psalm is. And when I was studying this thing, I said, I I wonder how songwriting takes place. And some of the best songs ever written are written from someone's personal experience. Those be some of the best songs because it's coming from a place in their heart and they are sincere about the words that they are singing. And a lot of times what dictates what a songwriter is putting down on the paper is the events or the things that might be going on around him or her in their lives. If we look at this particular song, this was a song that was written by David. 
Now, what we have to ask ourselves is, what was going on in David's life that caused him to write such a song? Well, if you look back at Samuel, 2 Samuel 15, you can begin to understand why David wrote this song. And I, I can just give y'all a, a quick overview. David had a son. And his son's name was Absalom. And Absalom didn't particularly have a good relationship with his daddy. And what he tried to do to David, he started to undermine David's authority as king. And when he started to undermine David's authority, he started to gain other people's attention. And the people that he gained attention from, they came together and they began to plot on David. They wanted to dethrone David. They wanted to uh, impeach David, if you will. They wanted David out of the kingship. His, David's kingship was being threatened. But see, what hurt David even more that it wasn't being threatened by some, some, some enemy of his. It, it wasn't be, he, he wasn't being threatened by somebody he hated. But his kingship was under, uh, 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 under threat by his own family member. See, sometimes... <laughs> You see, sometimes it be your own family, it be the people that's close to you. It be the people that's close to you that try to get you off track or try to take what you have. So David, knowing this, and they done put this little coup together, if you will, and, and they was plotting, and so David got wind of this, and and, and, and so David decided that it, it's time for me to go on the run. I got to get out of here. These people are coming for my neck. Uh, they trying to take my kingship. And, and really, if, if the truth be told, they really trying to kill me. Own family. My own son. Plotting, plotting against me. Hmm. Trying to kill me. So David goes on the run. And while he's on the run, he begins to write this song. If we go back to Psalm number three. And, 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 and he starts off by complaining. See, that's what we do a lot, ain't it? We like to complain. When things ain't going our way, we like to complain and we'll even call God out won't we God why you can't get this person out of my way I'm trying to get to church this morning I got five minutes before I can get there why can't he God get him out my way we start complaining don't we Lord when you gonna fix 75 they've been working on 75 for 10 years Lord when, all these people's in my way. 
Amen. We start to complain, don't we? When things don't go our way. Or it seems like things ain't going our way. So he says, how are they increased that trouble me? Let me say something about trouble. See, when trouble come on you, it don't come, on, it don't come at you from one angle. See, trouble comes at you from multiple angles. Trouble try to hit you from the left. Trouble try to hit you from the right. Trouble hits you straight down the middle. It try to hit you in the back. Trouble come at different angles. And it seems like if it ain't one thing, I know we done said this to ourselves before, because I done caught myself saying it to my, if it ain't one thing, it's another, right? Right, it ain't just one thing, is it? It's multiple things. It ain't it all at the same time. It just hits you all at once. And it seems like you can't get out of it. It seems like the trouble got you surrounded. And, and, and so you begin to complain. Uh, God, I go to Bible study every Wednesday night. I go to choir rehearsal every Saturday. Lord, I'm in Sunday school every Sunday uh, morning. I pay my tithes, Lord. Why is this happening to me? I'm supposed to be your man. I'm supposed, you, you call me your friend. If you my friend, Lord, then why is all this trouble? And it seems like it, it's, it's increasing. It seems like every day is something else. Why is all this trouble in my life right now? He says, many are they that rise up against me. And he goes on with his complaint in verse number two. He says, many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. See, you're going to have your hecklers. Good God from glory. Come on, somebody. You're going to have, you're going to call, you're going to call one of your friends up like, well, I don't know why you keep going over there to the church. They ain't doing nothing for you. Huh? Y'all been in them conversations? Come on, somebody. Why you keep going over there to First Baptist? First Baptist ain't got no folk over there. Huh? Come on, somebody. They choir, they choir ain't better than, than the word of deliverance. Huh? That's what they, this is how conversations, why you keep going to Berean? Berean ain't got no folk over there. It's about 10 of them. Leave them little 10 folk alone. Come on. Because ain't no help for you and God. See, God don't care about your little situation. Come on, come on over here. Get this pack from me, bruh. Go on out there on the corner and sell this pack. That'll get you up out of your situation. Come on, somebody. I'm being real today because that's what we're we dealing with reality. We're dealing with reality. The reality is some of us got more bills than money. Come on. Come on, the reality is somebody, some of us got some health issues. Why all this trouble, Lord? And then my friends say, you can't help me, God. Mm, mm, mm. But see, God put a little word in there. And 
this is one of the word, the second word I want to focus on. And it's that word, Selah. Now, David's, at this point, David's confidence was shaken. David started to question his faith. And see, that's what trouble can do for us. David was in all kind of trouble, going from, going from house to house, running on the run from his family. But God sees our condition. Do you know that? Do you know that God sees our condition? He sees what we're going through. So the Lord, and I'm reminded this morning because I like sports. And, and when I'm watching sports, I, I, I like basketball in particular. And the other team, on the, the, when the two teams get together, it's usually basketball has like many runs in it, right? One team going to run, next team going to run, right? And I like to watch the coaches while their team is getting ran on. Because the other team, they start throwing alley-oops. They throwing stuff off the backboard, 360, reverse, you know. And, 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 and they hitting threes, and it seemed like the game is out of control, right? Seemed like they not going to win this one. But see, a good coach, what separates a good coach from a great coach is a, a, a great coach knows when to call timeout. <laughs> good God from glory. <laughs> Y'all don't understand it yet, but just follow me now. <laughs> he says, there is no help for him in God. Selah. Now that word selah is an interesting word. What it represents or what it means is there is a pause or a suspension in the music. And what that does is it indicates or it signals to the musical leader that there is a change getting ready to come in the note. So if we go back, we look at David, he's singing the blues. Can't you see poor old David sitting there on the run? He probably had a full beard, probably hadn't had a shower in two or three days because he was on the run from his son. They was trying to kill him. But the Lord says, I see you, David, and I'm getting ready to call time out. Selah. There's getting ready to be a change in the note. Good God from glory. See, David was once singing the blues. But then David, he had to come back to himself and understand that the God that he serves sees him in his condition. So what did David do? David began to worship the Lord. David began to praise the Lord. He began to sing songs unto the Lord. And one of the songs says, But thou, but thou, O Lord, are a shield for me 
when you think about that shield, see, when, when you're out there and you're in a fight, sometimes you need your guard up. Sometimes you need to bob and weave. See, the Satan is trying to throw hooks at your head. Satan trying to knock you out. But David said, thou art a shield for me. See, ain't nothing going to happen to you because God is shielding you. Good God's from glory, but he don't stop there. He's not only a shield, but he's also my glory. Well, what are you talking about, preacher? Well, if you look at the word glory, the word glory means splendor. And it also means it's a weight, as in a counterweight. Where are you going, preacher? He says, my glory. David began to focus on the splendor of God. And see, when we begin, when David began to focus on the splendor of God, his confidence came back. His drive came back. He, 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 it was like Popeye and his spinach. Yeah, he began to get stronger. He began to get tougher because he understood that God, if, if he began to glorify God and, and just concentrate on the splendor of God, then that would act as a counterweight. What seemed to be stacked up on you. It seemed like it was stacked up and, 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 and like about like like a teeter-totter, right? Like you and and, and, and and it seemed like this part was just too heavy to lift. But David began to focus on the glory of God. And when he focused on the splinter of God, the splendor of God, that counterweight began to balance things out. Yeah. And he says, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. See, God can lift you up out of any situation. God can lift you up out of any trial, anything that you might be going through. God told me to tell you today that he's getting ready to lift you up. He is the lifter up of my head. Don't walk around with your head hanging down acting like you don't know who God is because God done did it before and he can do it again. He did it for Moses. He did it for Daniel. He did it for Joshua. He did it for David. He did it for John. He did it for Luke. He did it for Mark. He did it for Matthew. And he can do it for you. Yes, he can. All those miracles in the Bible. God got one with your name on it. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is trust. It's not as bad as it seems. It's not. I'm getting ready to close. My brothers and sisters, it's not as bad as it looks. See, looks at times can be deceiving. See, what looked crazy 
is God is actually working in your favor. Do you understand that? It's working. It may not feel like it. It don't feel good right now. But I remember an old saying, y'all, and the saying goes like this. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. You got to go through a little hurt. You got to go through a little pain in order to gain. Good God from glory. No pain, no gain. Good God, see a lot of us. See, we want the we want the crown without the cross. See, we want the crown without the cross. See, we want to go straight to heaven. But see, we we we, we can't get it has we going to have to go through some stuff. We going to have to suffer some things. But see the difference between us and them out there is that we have somebody riding in the car with us. We got somebody riding out, riding it out with us. Yeah, we do. He right there. He our road dog. And he ain't gonna leave us. He ain't gonna leave us. He ain't gonna leave us. Yeah. That's the type of God we serve. Oh, he's so good. Do you know he's good? Do you know he's good? Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. My God. My God is good. Amen. So just tell yourself as you're going through your trials and your tribulations, it's not as bad as it seems. You're going to get through it. And you're going to come out on the other side stronger and better bigger, stronger, and better than ever. Because that's how God, that's the type of God we serve. He knows what's best for us. He knows what's best for us. Just hang in there. Don't lose faith. Don't give up on God. Don't throw in the towel. Because it's not as bad as it seems.